Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the Prophet Ezekiel, the Navi Yechesko, chapter 36a, the first half of chapter 36. Many, many commentaries, many um, scholars believe that this beginning of 36 should really be attached to 35. This should be the end of 35 rather than the beginning of a new chapter. The reason for that is because in this chapter we are discussing the same subject or continuing to um, talk about the uh, prophecies of Ezekiel regarding the people of Edom, regarding the ultimate destruction of the nation of Edom. Now, we talked a little bit last time about why in the middle of the prophecies of redemption, the prophecies of restoration, which Ezekiel is talking about now, he talks about the destruction of Edom. The Edom, we, also, we talked about what the particular evil, the particular um, debaseness, the, the, the lowliness of the people of Edom, what was it that made Yechezkel and many of the other prophets, as we pointed out, signify and specify that for the ultimate redemption to occur, Edom must be destroyed. What is it that Edom stands for? What is it that Edom means? Uh, and and we because we know a lot of nations, Israel itself, of course, was we're not exactly the holiest people, uh, you know, and we're deserving of punishment. We know there's a lot of corruption, a lot of oppression, a lot of um, immorality, a lot of uh, you know injustice, and so on. We know of all of this, but what was it about the injustice of Edom that made it specifically worse? And we said that Edom despite the fact that they were close with their brothers in Israel, despite the fact that ethnically they were close, they were related, they were similar people, they had similar language, nonetheless, their hatred for what Israel stood for and their hatred for Judea and their hatred for the, for what, for the concepts and ideas of monotheism and justice, their hatred for everything, despite the fact that they should have and could have learned from them, they could have learned from them, the, the uh, ethical monotheism they could have learned from them instead they wished for its destruction and and this is the kicker when when Israel was down when Israel was being destroyed they rejoiced at their destruction they rejoiced at their downfall and all they could think about is what they're going to get out of it and how they're going to inherit this land that is a, this, an especially despicable level of, of evil that not just to have an enemy and which is bad enough not just to be immoral or or, or not to live the the a proper life or and or lead with the proper ethics which is of course bad enough however but to be exalt over the downfall over your enemy especially when that enemy is someone who is so close to you that shows a special special despicable level of hatred which must be condemned and that's we mentioned this in 35, in chapter 35 before, and we're going to see this again as Yechezkel continues to talk uh, to Edom. So, Viata, let's read verse 1. Viata, and you, Venatam, human being, this is again God speaking to Yechezkel, Hinave El Hare Israel. I want you to say prophecy towards the mountains of Israel. Now, he's prophesying towards the mountains of Israel. However, um, 
when he talks to the mountains of Israel, this is a phrase that we've seen several times in Yechazkel, and other prophets tend to use other, other language, like the high places and so on. These were the places where, um, actually, uh, where, uh, where they would set up their idol worship, and it was also places where they would get together with members of the other nations. If there was a place where Edom were to influence Israel for, for, for bad, for evil, these are the places where all that happened. Uh, we saw this as places where much immorality took place, where much um, idol worship took place, where even child sacrifice took place. These were the mountains. But they are also places where the, the temple in Jerusalem is built on a mountain. So they're also places of holiness and so on. So this is like the flashpoint for this conflict. So he novel are Israel, look at the mountains of Israel and prophesies. Vyomartan, I want you to say, Hare Israel, mountains of Israel, Shimudvaradunai, listen to the word of God. Ko Amaradunaim, so says the Lord God. Yan Omar Because the enemy looked and and said, Yay, Ha'ach is is like a cry of, of exultant um victory. And the enemy looked and said, Yeah, you guys are being destroyed. <coughs> and these high places the, the, of Olam that came, come from the old times, these are the places where for hundreds of years they were performing their worship. And they started to cheer. We're going to get it now. We're going to get it now. We're going to inherit it now. Because they said this about all of the mountains of Israel. Therefore, verse 3, I want you to prophesy and say as follows. So says the Lord God, Yan Biyan. Literally, because, really because, Shamot Vishaof Etchem Misaviv. This is a difficult phrase to translate. The word Shamot, there's several ways the commentaries explain it. Rashi understands it. It's flush and the language of Hishtomim, to be silent. So Shamot Vishaof would mean that they were silent and they were lusting after you. From around you, they were standing, sitting, and waiting, and watching for you to be destroyed, and lusting, and you can't wait until the Israelites would be destroyed so they can take over their land. Um, the Malbim understands it from lust, uh, language of shimama of destruction. That shamot v'sha'of, they were, they were anxiously, eagerly awaiting for your destruction. Um, the the Radak looks at it more as a language of. Um, Of, of sinning, all right, uh, and 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 that they were sinfully waiting for them to um, to uh, to be destroyed. But either way, the idea is the same. Shama, we'll go with Rashi for now. That they were silently waiting and lusting after you and your places. So that they could not wait until you would become an inheritance for all the other nations. In other words, that all the other nations would overcome you. And that you should become the talk of the town, the one everyone talks about, and the one that people always make fun of. They just couldn't wait to see you fall. That hatred, that terrible hatred, and, and the desire to see the destruction of others and take over what the others have is what is being condemned here. L'chein, therefore, Harei Yisrael. Note he's directing his wrath again to the mountains of Israel. That is the flashpoint for this, for this, um, for this hatred. 
or or this conflict. Shemudvar Adonai Elohim. Listen uh, to the word of the Lord God. Koamar Adonai Elohim. So says the Lord God. Leharim v'lagvaos to the mountains and the high places. Lafikim v'lagayot. But not just to those places. Those are the lead places of the land. But also to the afikim, the wadis, lagayot, and the valleys. V'lecharavot and the um, and the uh, the wastelands, Hashomimot, um, and that are that are wastelands. In other words, that nobody's farming. Vile Arim Hanezavot, and to the cities that have been abandoned, Asher that have now been. Um, remember, this this destruction has happened. That these cities have now been abused, and they have been made fun of. to all of those nations that are around that helped in the Babylonian attack. Speak to those places. Speak to those uh, locations. Lachain verse five. I want you to talk to them. I want. I'm sorry. Places. I want you to listen to the word of God. Lachain. Therefore, verse five. Call Adonai This is the word God that God, the Lord God said. I have definitely spoken in the wrath of my uh, my my burning wrath. I have spoken regarding the remnants of the nations and Edom that they shall be destroyed. Asher nasnu because I gave my land to them, lemorasha to inherit it. Inherit, inherit it means actually means more like to conquer it. Bismchat kolevav bishat nefesh, and that they inherited it with such joy and glee, um, with um, with. Uh, deep-seated soulful glee leman migrashalavaz but the purpose was that if i mean leman in order they they just loved to to get rid of the people that are there and to plunder it um i have spoken in my anger against them lachain therefore verse 6 you know ad israel i want you to speak to the land of israel and i want you to say these are all the different geographic features of the land the mountains the valleys and so on so says the lord god i have spoken in my anger and my jealousy jealousy means to take well, the best word, I guess, is to use the word revenge against the people. I have spoken against them because I am angry at them. Yes, God had decreed that the people of Israel should be destroyed and exiled from their, their land and scattered across the earth, at least destroyed upon their land. And yes, that was how, why the enemy was allowed in. And But as we've seen in many places before, that does not excuse the glee and the gloating and the making fun which we've seen so many times here the 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 humiliation and the incredible amount of 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 excitement with the downfall of others these kinds of things god never never gave them permission for this was not the intention and this was not how it was supposed to be done because you have suffered the embarrassment in front of all of these nations you have been embarrassed you have been ashamed they have made fun of you this is not something that I gave them permission to do. This, is, this was not me. This was them. This demonstrates a, a, a flaw in the character and culture of these nations for which, I, therefore, I will not allow them. Edom specifically being the archetype of this. Um, again, I'll refer back to the, the Psalms where it says, Aru, Aru, The people of Edom were standing there cheering on the troops saying, Destroy it, destroy it, get rid of the whole thing. 
L'chein, verse 7, Therefore, so says the Lord God, I have raised my hand, this is raised my hand in like a language of swearing, that I'm, I, I swear that these nations that are surrounding you, they will bear their shame and embarrassment and disgrace. In other words, they will be embarrassed and ashamed themselves in the same way that they embarrassed and ashamed you via tem and you hurry israel mountains of israel on pechem titenu you shall um uh grow your um your your uh your anafim is is, is leaves and branches you you're going to grow your beautiful trees and you will grow your fruit for my nation israel because soon they will come back to their land, and this is why this is in the uh, in the section of consolation and redemption and prophecy regarding the future, um, because even though there's a lot of destruction here, the point is is that this is part of the future. Part of the future is uprooting from the world this kind of hatred, uprooting from the world this kind of of mockery and ridicule, uprooting this, this kind of jealousy between one and the other. Um, and establishing the people of Israel back on their land, the people of Israel who are not demonstrating this kind of of they, they, in fact, the sin of the people of Israel, which was great, which is why they deserved the the destruction that God wrought upon them, and we've spent like thirty chapters on 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 the on the sins of the people of Israel, but it was not a sin that of. They, they wanted to be like the other nations, they wanted to emulate the other nations to a fault, which led them astray. But this kind of deep-seated jealousy and hatred and glee over the downfall of others is not a flaw that we have seen among, at least in the prophets, um, that we have not seen them criticize the people of Israel for having this trait. God says in verse 9, because I will take care of you, I will turn towards you, you shall be worked back into the land, you shall be replanted back into the land. And this is actually, uh, when he says, I, I'm, I will take care of you, this is a reference to the, um, the, uh, the mountains and the fields. I will make sure that, that, that you will be worked as a land and you will be replanted as a land. And I will bring human beings, people back to you. The entire house of Israel. It's interesting that it used the language Adam, which generally refers to all human beings. Um, I will bring, replant, and they will all be and the cities will be resettled and the ruined sites will be rebuilt. I will bring lots of people and animals and they will be fruitful, they will multiply, there will be many, and I will make you settled just like you were in the old days. And I will be good to you even better than I was before, and you will know that I am the Lord God. I will bring back to you human beings, Et Ami Israel, my nation Israel, vireshucha, and they will uh, 
possess the land, they will own the land, and they will have it to as a heritage to pass on to their families, and they and you will no longer be bereaved of them. In other words, you, the land, will no longer lose your children, the people of Israel that are supposed to live upon them. That was the, verse 12. I'm going to stop here. We're going to continue studying chapter 36 next time. Thank you for studying 36a together. Looking forward to studying the rest of the chapter together.